Happy Thursday and everybody out there. It is Thursday, which means it's time for our new tradition, which we've moved from Friday to Thursday, which is talk to Husker Recruiting with Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Uh, Brian, how's it going today? I'm good. Man. I really, really, really like listening to that commercial with Strick doing Macho Man. I actually work on my Macho Man impression, impression <laughs> from time to time. And the last one I was watching with him and me, Gene Okerlund, talking about cup of coffee, yeah. You know, doing that, you know, that's uh, that's something that I always like to drop. I like to work in an occasional Napoleon Dynamite, too. I got a strong oh, okay. Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Look, I mean, if pretty you're going to... It's pretty much my favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> I say, if you're going to tell us these things, you got to go. You, yeah. you got to give us yeah, some. Yeah, dude, and I got, I tell you what, here's another one, too. I got a great Cartman from South Park. I I can I can do the I can do the Cartman from South Park. I like that's to a, I like to think that I have a decent Cartman from South Park. Dude, I tell you what, that's a fun one because like every time I can just like, hey, just <laughs> 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 do that one walk around the corner. So I love yeah, the kid. The, all my buddies call me up and ask me for that one. That the one that I do with Cartman is just the the no kitty. This is my pot pie. <laughs> that's a pretty no kitty. No kitty. This is my pot pie. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh my gosh, that is wonderful. I, you know what? Little little piece of like dumb trivia about me. I lived across the hallway from one of the animators that worked on the original show with with uh, with Trey Parker and oh, wow. those guys. Wow. Yeah. So Ryan Quincy from uh, Holdridge, Nebraska. If nobody knew that. Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder if he was in in you know part of the the meeting when they when they have the crossover to Nebraska. That was a pretty good South Park episode. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which is spoken fun of Nebraska. That's fine. We'll take it because they're watching Husker football in the episode. Yeah. So yeah, at least like that. Yeah, they poke fun at everybody. <laughs> yeah, when right. you get made fun of in South Park, you know you've made it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you can't take it too personal. Uh, let's talk a little Husker recruiting, uh, Brian. There's a, a few uh, a few things that are on Nebraska's radar. Are in few, including this, uh, the son of Neil Smith, Keelan Smith, a lot of buzz around him, maybe making a, a choice as soon as, as Friday. Is, is Nebraska in good positioning here? I think they are. I, you know, it was, I think it's been a really difficult road for Keelan. And, um, I mean, I'll start back from, you know, talking to him immediately following picking up the offer from Nebraska. I mean, it came from Mickey Joseph and, we know that everything then is kind of like, you know, you just, it's chaos theory from that point. Like how does, how does that offer then get reconnected to the current staff? And um, I, I actually reached out. It's like, I was asking myself that same question, particularly like for all the kids that were like in the radius. And Keelan was a guy I reached out to in mid to late February, just to kind of see like, Hey, are you still hearing from Nebraska? Like we got you down as an offer. Like, and there were plenty of guys through Missouri and Kansas that had offers that had not heard from Nebraska, but Keelan was a guy, he goes, I just heard from Nebraska yesterday. I'm scheduling a trip for April. And I think it just kind of was off my radar enough because we were so, so like hyper-focused on spring game and visitors and whatever that he slipped, you know, snuck in on Tuesday before the spring game and got a visit and I think that that's really been like his first that would have been like his first opportunity I think to like meet the Nebraska staff and really figure out like if Nebraska could still be home you know potentially based on you know what he knew about like like Mickey Joseph and and all that good stuff so yeah I I think Nebraska's in a strong position uh to get to get Keelan I I I do want to also pass along I 
I, I, I think his offer list is misleading. I, I think he has more. I think he has more offers than that. I, I'm pretty sure Iowa offered, and I'm, I'm almost fairly certain that uh, last time we spoke that he had an offer from UCLA. So okay. it's not just a two offer guy, you know, getting some interest from, from some other schools. I, I'm pretty sure he was up to four fair, you know, D one strong offers. Um, and, and I think that he's, he's probably going to be looked at to play some sort of an athlete, you know, for Nebraska. I don't know if I'd even tell you that's on the offensive side of the football. I think Nebraska is going to keep all things potentially open with him. Cause he's just a fun guy to watch on his huddle. He's just a really fun guy to watch. That's interesting. I'm glad you said that, too, because I was kind of wondering where it kind of sat. It felt like, you know, maybe this is just kind of a legacy deal because it seemed like he didn't have a position that wasn't highly recruited. But to, to kind of get get that information uh, is is good. and kind of brings me up to date on him. Is is he officially announcing Friday or is there just kind of a buzz about that? No, tomorrow, tomorrow at 12 o'clock. That's the uh, that's the tweet. I actually confirmed that last night. Just don't want to make sure, you know, that we were all kind of standing by and had the notifications on for Twitter or figure out like what platform he was going to be using. So I think that there's going to be kind of a multifaceted, you know, kind of multicasted uh, uh, announcement across several uh, social media platforms for him. Um, but yeah, I, I do think I put in my prediction for him to Nebraska either yesterday or the day before. And uh, I think that, you know, I think that's a, I think it's going to be a good get for Nebraska, but I, I have to think that Nebraska is going to start tightening down a little bit on the recent number of early commitments that they've gotten. I mean, you're sitting at, you would be sitting at six if he decides to commit, right? And you, you know, you want to start working your way into the month of June and you had a lot of guys that you've been kind of setting up, you know, that you want to, that you really hope join the class, like Jacob Smith and Brandon Baker and, and, you know, Nathaniel Frazier, et cetera. So you, you've got those guys that, you know, you really want to, you really hope to add. Um, and you've got another group of guys that you're kind of have to start keeping kind of warm, you know, and then guys that want to come in during the fall. So this is going to get pretty uber complicated i think for nebraska but i think nebraska will want this thing to slow down through the month of may to hopefully see what they can get out of the month of june it's interesting too because i saw a lot of the coaches on the road whether it be locally i know terrence knighton's in texas right now you mentioned brandon baker and those guys another one out there yep. a few coaches went out there um is this month i mean this is is this month just basically all about recruiting for nebraska football yeah, there's a certain number of uh, obviously of, of visits that, that they can, that they can make to these players. I think it's like two during this month. Uh, head coach is not out on the road, um, so it's just the assistant coaches going out there and doing their thing, you know. Uh, and, and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of movement too that hasn't even been reported. Like Tony White's been out in California. I'm going to have something about that in Tunnel Talk tomorrow. Um, there's there's been several things obviously that have been that have been happening uh that uh that are that are interesting there's a new 2020 running back offer for for example so you you kind of got to go back now and you kind of see this thing i think developing and i don't want to put too many things kind of in front of it or or make it out to be more than what it really is but i mean they've got all the eggs basically in the basket of nathaniel frazier he's the only running back you know basically that that has visited nebraska over the spring and they make an offer, you know, last night to uh, Micah uh, Micah Kaapana Ka Ka Kaapana from uh, Las Vegas Bishop Gorman. And um, yes, yeah, so I just you, you kind of see like, hey, look, we 
want Nathaniel Frazier, but we need a running back. And then you've got the number one guy in the class versus a guy that's another guy that you would definitely take, but it's just not the number one guy in the nation. So I, I think that there's going to be some really interesting things and in how they're going to kind of have to balance out their board. Yeah, similar things seemingly kind of happening at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, we all know, you know, Nebraska's been all in on Dylan Riola. Recently, there's been a lot of kind of kind of talking in, in, in communication with uh, Kamari McClellan. Um, I guess a two part question, just kind of kind of, I guess, the latest on both of those guys and, and what it means for Nebraska now to branch out finally and, and look at a different quarterback. Yeah, you know, Nebraska was out there on Monday, so was Georgia. Georgia was out there, I think, you know, they came out, the, the whole entire staff, minus, minus Kirby Smart. Um, like, they all showed up, um, and Nebraska was out there, Coach Satterfield and Coach Rayola. And, um, I, you know, I think Nebraska is going to stay on Rayola until he says no, and I think that that's a smart thing to do. But I think Nebraska is also – kind of thinking more long-term. I mean, the quarterback position really has changed. I mean, I think that if you would have, you know, asked this question back in February, or we did ask this question back in February, like is, you know, if you miss on Rayola, is there a absolute critical need to grab a guy in the 2024 class? I think the answer to that question was mm, probably not because you had six guys in the room that were all on scholarship. You kind of, we kind of all agreed. I think that things were going to weed out, like as the as we kind of got through spring and got closer to the portal, you know, declaration time. Um, so I, I now that you're down to three, however, um, you know, there's a pretty big hole and a pretty big need that's that that has to be filled with the 2024 class. And that, and that when I say class, it's like more like in the cycle. It's like you can grab a high school guy or do you keep looking into the portal or are you looking across multiple things? I think you're looking across multiple things right now and you're trying to figure out, you know, what's the best thing to do for your team. So um, I think there's some options. I think that, you know, Nebraska obviously feels good enough about Jeff Sims. Um, and I think that they've got some, some guys on the, on the depth chart after that that they can work with. And then, but I think that, you know, from a numbers perspective, I think you're, your light there now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I think that the, I think the McClellan visit is more about reestablishing the relationship that was there between McClellan and coach Satterfield when he was at South Carolina, because they, he was being recruited very heavily by the Gamecocks when Satterfield was there. Now, you know, now that now Satterfield has changed locations, it's more like, hey, come out here. You know, obviously we're good, you know, but let's talk about now my new my new digs and my new setting and have you take a look around and see what this place is all about. And and I think obviously, you know, Coach Rule wasn't familiar with with McClellan either. So there's going to be a, a need to kind of feel things out from both sides. But I don't expect an offer. I don't, I don't expect an offer at all. I, I really feel like this is them going through a, a fairly significant evaluation process that'll be a little bit more in the public eye than what you typically would go through. But I think it's just down to the, the changes that have happened in the quarterback room. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, between between Raiola and, and I guess McClellan, maybe you can kind of update us on, on what type of player he is. But I, I think one thing that's kind of interested folks is that the quarterback room that, that is left, the three players that are left, are dual threat quarterbacks. Dylan Raiola, not necessarily in that category. Is McClellan, and is do you think that's going to be pretty much with the type of quarterback they go after unless it's a guy like Raiola that, that's so highly you know touted? 
I think that that's going to be the case, obviously. I mean, um, I think, I think the big, you know, the big thing that kind of still stands out there is that they're all still kind of throw first guys. I think that they have an ability to make plays happen with their feet. And sometimes when you have, you know, a quarterback that can make plays happen with their feet, it's just about discretion. It's about knowing when you should tuck it and run it and, and being obviously, you know, uh, uh, being out there and not turning the ball over if you decide to make a decision like that. Yeah, I think that those are those are kind of some important things to kind of remember here. I mean, you don't have to run a four-four to be dual threat. You can, you know, you could you can go out there and just be effective and and be considered at least a threat to run the football. Um, but I think that I think Matt Rule and, and Coach Satterfield's offense still will depend upon, you know, uh, the quarterback to still be a, a throw first guy that has the ability to run the football. But I, I, I think Rayola is, you know, he's a baseball player, you know, as well. He, he's going to be a, he's going to be a good athlete. He's just not the kind of guy that you want living, you know, running the football like that because you're putting a lot of risk. Uh, and, and I don't, and I think it's one of those things. It's just like, you just don't want to, you don't want to have to go ahead and put your guy there in, in that bad situation because the, the injury factors playing in the big 10 is tough. I mean, there's been, there's been obviously a ton of quarterback injuries for Nebraska over the last couple of three years. So uh, certainly something you don't want to have to put that on your quarterback, but you want to be strategic about it. All right, before we wrap it up, uh, like we said, the Neil Smith, uh, son of Neil Smith, Keelan Smith announcement tomorrow, anything else kind of on the peripheral for Nebraska football recruiting, what we're looking at in the next couple of weeks. I would just pay attention to what, what's happening now on the road. I think we're going to start hearing more and more about official visitors. They're going to want to start setting things up. I think you're going to also find out some of the guys are a little bit more, little bit more interested in coming back for a game in the fall. I, I think that that's, that's going to be something that's going to come up. You have uh, Melvin Laster, uh, you know, that came in uh, earlier in the week. Um, there might be, might be another guy or two slipping in here pretty quick, but I, I think that, you know, we only know about three, four official visitors, I think so far for the month of June. I think that those dates are going to start getting scheduled here very quickly. All right. He is Brian Munson of Husker online on three, a great impressionist and also uh, great at giving us an update on Husker recruiting. Uh, thanks for joining us once again, Brian. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you. All right. There he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online in on three. Perfect. With that, we'll take a break. Maybe we'll get Rico to work on his Cartman uh, through the break. And uh, maybe we'll come back with Cartman and, uh, and Nick to jump we'll in for the crossover here on 93.7 The Ticket.